0: Welcome, everybody, to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 45 for Tuesday, October 30th. I'm Alex Zui, here today with Ray Estrada. And congratulations to the Boston Red Sox on winning the 2018 World Series. Their are fourth this century. They really are something else. And uh, apologies to you, Ray, for watching yet another... Tragic Dodgers collapse in the World Series. This one is a little less heartbreaking because, to be fair, there was a lot less hope uh, early on in the series for the Dodgers. It seemed. So uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get whatever you have to say off your chest. Any, let it all out. Anything, raw emotion. Any, anything you have to say to any of your, any, any Dodgers related. Uh, rage that needs to be unleashed go for it um I don't
1: have much rage right now God that,
0: you're disappointing me right now
1: a it is early for me you have turned the table on this recording session normally it is early for you it is early for me now <laughs> um but the Dodgers weren't supposed to beat the Red Sox like they were supposed to beat the ashes last year so um it's frustrating in that they had the Red Sox like it really looked they really should have gone two2. And made it a series, but um, they didn't. And then game five wasn't competitive. So uh, maybe it stems from last year, just last year's disappointment that this one didn't sting as much. And, but yeah, I think just take a, a little bit of time before we worry about trying to fire Roberts or hire him for a long time. But uh, certainly some questionable decisions, some pe- poor execution across the board. And uh, the Red Sox are really good, so yeah.
0: I must say, sir, that you sound like a defeated fan. Like last, year, I remember last year, you were not happy. You were angry about how everything was going down. But right now is different. This is different than last year. It was it was a five game, could have been a four game, st- like sturdy handling by the the Red Sox, for being honest. And there was a lot. To talk about why don't we start with the World Series MVP, who of course, as everybody expected, Steve Pierce. mid-season acquisition, <laughs> AL East roamer Steve Pierce takes it home for the Red Sox, with here let's let's uh, let's listen to these numbers here, with a 333 500 1167 slash line, and that's good for a. 1667 OPS. If you don't know baseball that much, that's fine. I'll just let you know those are really good numbers. <laughs> um, three homers and eight RBI in those five games. And they were some really clutch hits as well. You know, one of them yes. was the game tying Homer off of Kenley Jansen in the epic collapse of the Dodgers in, what was that, game four? Yes. So. Uh, there were some, some very memorable games in the mix there. Not not quite as crazy as the last two years, I will say. But nothing to complain about there. He is the first midseason acquisition to win the World Series MVP since 1969
1: when Don Clendenin. 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 It took me a little bit too when I saw that name. I was like Don Clendenin. Sa- I said McClendon for some reason. I'm like, no, it's Clendenin.
0: Since 1969, when John Lennon won the uh, the World Series the MVP. Yes. Um, no, but this is, um, you know, wh- what an unexpected hero for a team that also carries Mookie Betts, J.E. Martinez, among others. There was a few other worthy recipients on the Red Sox side of things as well. Uh, and maybe, maybe I'll... I'll introduce a couple of the other ones, but I think the the main one would be David Price, who got two starts in this World Series and really flipped the script on his whole postseason David Price reputation. It was it was a really dominant out two outings from David Price. I I believe he gave up what was it, two or three runs across those two starts.
1: Uh, three runs. Two three runs r- in game two and one run on the first pitch of game 5.
0: Yeah, and other than that just complete dominance. And that wasn't supposed to happen, right? David Price is supposed to be able, like everybody's supposed to be able to tee off against him. I'm I'm yeah. stumbling all over my words right now, but just but just i try mean, to ignore that. It goes
1: back, obviously we haven't talked since before the before the LCSs. Um David Price was really good in the uh, the ALCS against the Astros. Um had a couple of uh, um, I think gave a homer to Marwin Gonzalez in Game Two against the Astros, but settled into that game. Uh, got a no decision out of it. Finally got run support. Um, and then Game Five because Chris Sale had whatever infection he had. Um, pitched really well and got the Red Sox a win in that in that clinching game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, David Price. Um, for all those attractors there's nothing you can say that like he got lucky or anything he just pitched like they were probably supposed to pitch in the postseason
0: well okay yeah i guess it's one way to say it i i've never seen a fan base so quickly change their minds about the value (laughs) of a player um i don't know maybe maybe there are a few other cases just from this world series alone but and I'm gonna keep throwing more fun facts about this World Series, about the playoffs and the World Series, out as we go along. Cause what's more fun than fun facts? There's nothing more fun. So, yeah, Chris Sale, like you mentioned, was you know, really good in the LCS, and then also pitched in this series. Of course, he threw the first and the last pitch of this World Series, which is something that doesn't happen all that often. But I believe has happened at least a few times in the last in, in the last twenty years in this century. So one of them, I believe, was Madison Bumgarner, who who could forget Did that he... one.
1: Well, he threw the first pitch and last pitch for his team. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Yes, yes, for his team.
1: Okay, yeah, because I would say Chris Sale threw well, the they start the pitch uh, yeah in the actual last pitch of the World Series.
0: Oh, because yeah, they start well. Yeah, cause they started, they started at, home. at home. Yeah. the The Giants started on the the road that year. No, they started.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Giants were a wildcard team that year.
0: Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> Jesus. But... Well, that was no. That was also before that. Uh, when the All Star game still counted, right? As the uh...
1: 2014, I forget when they changed it.
0: I think it was still uh, the AL won
1: game. it anyway. So yeah, It yeah. could definitely. Be
0: it. <laughs> but I think I I think Josh Beckett also did it or something like that in one of the when the Marlins won it. Yeah. So there was a couple other times that I had read, one that happened. But that's a nice, a nice little fun fact to throw out there. So. You know, David Price, he's, you know, he he is what he is. Uh, good for him. He flipped the script. Let's talk about the other lefty on the other side of the, the field for this one who is contemplating free agency, really. He's got an opt-out clause, and that would be Clayton Kershaw, who has really done the opposite. He has really put himself in a sticky situation in terms of his playoff rep. He has now lost four deciding games in the postseason for the Dodgers and that might not sound very significant but you think about like that's basically four four years you know when they're elimination games and you lose them that's that's it for the year that those are like four years that go away when that happens but you know some of that's Kershaw's fault of course some of it is definitely not his fault so it's hard to draw a line there but what really is gonna be interesting, I think, is how other teams are going to value him going forward because he's not a young pitcher anymore. You know, arguably, should be in the prime of his career, you know, in terms of age. This is you know this is not a time where pitchers really should be falling off the table in any way. And October's a really difficult time to to gauge these things because it's it's after such a high volume of work at this point in the season for everybody that you really can't evaluate Clayton Kershaw going into the World Series throwing 90 miles an hour with a slider that doesn't look very sharp and say oh my gosh is this Clayton Kershaw now or is this just postseason Kershaw because still of course one of the best in the game by every measure but you know it's it is gonna be a question he's had back problems he's had other concerns I, age 30 is not old i'm not gonna pretend like it is but is he gonna really be able to well he's gonna be able to make more than i think the 70 million he's guaranteed over the next two years with the dodgers but you know would he want to do that would he want to risk going out in the open market like that i don't
1: think he's i don't think he would get more he's gonna he can pay twenty five million dollars a year.
0: Thirty, I think he's being thirty five a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna get more than that from from teams. Well, um, no, consider... no,
0: no, no, no. He's gonna make more than. He's gonna get a contract worth more than seventy million. Is what I mean, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. For, but That's not what I'm saying. Not. Uh, he's not gonna year.
0: make an annual salary above thirty five million at this age.
1: No. Maybe yeah, he will, but um, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he will. And you mentioned like the the diminished velocity. That was there all year. He wasn't throwing mid-90s like he usually is. Um, yeah, so he has a decision to make. I think it's either it – has to do with probably the length. I don't think he's going to – he's not going to make more money per year if uh, he opts out. So
0: Well, he only has a couple more days to decide, which is why this is really yeah. interesting right now. This is the first big news that we're going to get one way or the I other. Like He has tomorrow. to decide this before free agency – yeah, tomorrow. I think free agency starts on Friday. Um, we'll try to podcast about uh, the offseason in free agency and and cue all that up for you as well, but that might not be for another week or two. We'll see how that plays out. So, yeah, Kershaw, he's going to be the first bit of news yeah. that we hear about, though.
1: And, and I mean, you mentioned that Kershaw's playoff reputation comes from some is obviously on him. He's given up a lot of home runs in the postseason, but... Some terrible luck. Um, Going into the World Series, uh, relievers had allowed 91% of inherited runners to score from Kershaw. Shout out to
0: Ryan Madsen.
1: Compared to a 30% clip in the regular season. Add to that, Ryan Madsen giving up every single inherited runner that he had in this series.
0: That is 100% for those of you who are not so quick with math.
1: Yeah. Um, Including the... the guys that Kershaw left on in Game One, I believe, yeah, he left guys on. Um, so yeah, and then also factor in Don Mattingly leaving him in too long. Um, those were some bad decisions when Mattingly, when Don Mattingly was manager. Um, but yeah, so Kershaw doesn't have the best playoff reputation. Diminished velocity. Uh, needs another pitch or just throw the curve one more become like rich hill and um yeah it'll be interesting to see going forward because he's had two years in a row of just you know throwing all the way to a world series so that's a lot of that's a lot of pitches
0: yeah uh yeah so we got we got decisions to make on what to talk about next year we can talk about everybody's new favorite player And I think you know who we're talking about there. Or we can talk about Dave Roberts, who you kind of mentioned as well in talking about uh, managerial impact on the World Series. And he's definitely getting a lot of heat, especially for how that Game 4 was handled. Um, And you had mentioned Rich Hill. So maybe maybe we'll start there. I think this won't take too long because I'm fairly certain that we – we are of the opinion where we share the opinion that Dave Roberts really is not at fault here and he really shouldn't you know be fired for anything certainly no
1: I don't think I don't think he should be well his contract is up so there he's essentially a free agent manager but um I I don't think we should just throw him away with three LCS's and two World Series appearances um I don't think just because he's mismanaged a couple World Series and his players didn't execute in the World Series that you should try and find a different direction.
0: Um. Yeah, and just to for clarity, the the thing that he's getting a lot of heat for is taking Rich Hill out of the game in the seventh inning of that game four that we talked about where the Red Sox scored four runs came back from down four runs and ended up winning the game by a lot. Um And then, of course, bringing in a pitcher who first walked the next batter on four pitches and then brought in the next pitcher, which we've mentioned gave up 100% of inherited runners in the World Series. Mm -hmm. So a huge lapse in judgment, it would seem, at face value. But also, like you said, that's not the manager's only job. It's such a hard thing to do in LA to manage a team like that, to manage the characters, on that on that ball club, to take that team to where they were two years in a row. Um, it is really impressive how we dealt with the uh, the criticism from the president was uh, very professional as well. Yeah. I thought that was insane, to say the least. Um, maybe not a place to discuss it here because I, I don't know where to begin. I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't want to talk about it.
1: I'm um, just tired of Dave Roberts, the politics at this point, but... Even though, even though policy. you
0: stole that base in the uh, the 2004 ALCS, still like he as a manager, as a person, so hopefully he keeps yeah. that
1: job. Yeah, and Dave Roberts, I mean, look, my criticism will be too much of a yes man with the analytics. Um, he's, like I said, he didn't try and change things up for the sake of let's just shake it up and... Try and change some stuff, um, but he's a great leader um, in terms of just like you know the intangibles of a uh, of a manager. So, like I said, Dodgers probably don't make the playoffs after their start without Dave Roberts. Yeah. Um,
0: and also, yeah. shout out to Manager of the Year Alex Cora. He should be anyway. Yes. It might be Bob yeah. Melvin oh. of the A's is the only other person that I think would be right there with him. Right? That's that yeah, played? but. Just because yeah, but... where the A's were to start the year, but yeah, Alex Cora, another first-year World Series manager. World, I I I don't know where I was going with that. He is I he won the World Series. That. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, three.
1: So the last three managers that the Red Sox have had, outside of Bobby Valentine, I forgot about him. But um, they have won their World Series in the first year of their managerial um tenure Francona, yeah so the red Sox would
0: be wise to fire alex Cora now and get another first just get yeah. first year managers every year
1: yeah but uh, but frank also won two so everybody. oh
0: maybe so maybe they give it another what was it th- three three years yeah another three three years uh to see if you can win another and then then if you can't get it then you're out of there that's that's the deal that's how it works so yeah i mean also we really haven't talked in a long time because we didn't talk about the the championship series at all, like you mentioned, and Craig Council's insanity as a manager.
1: Yeah, you want to talk about...
0: I don't really want to talk about it at length, but that was one of of those postseason managerial trends that we saw that definitely won't be catching on. Uh, Definitely didn't fake out anybody there, starting his lefty for one pitch.
1: Yeah, as a a Dodger fan, if um, you're frustrated how Dave Roberts managed the World Series... Be glad we don't have Craig Council. Who, Craig Council's uh, a good
0: manager. And he's a good
1: manager, but I think he overmanaged at LCS.
0: We always look at trends coming out of the also playoffs. The we talk about bullpen management. We talk about all these kinds of things, especially in the last few years, ever since really the Andrew Miller approach to taking, taking on the World Series um, became the, the dominant form. This is what we look for every year now is some sort of new secret tactic. Uh, I don't think we got one this year. All right, time to talk about everybody's new favorite player. That's Manny Machado, best hair in baseball, best attitude in baseball. Goodness gracious, he makes me furious when I think about him. He, okay, there's there's a bunch of things. Uh, we can we can trace it back to earlier this year when he uh, took out Dustin Pedroia for the year on a slide. That was last year, it was last year, Jesus, it's been yes. that long. Dustin Pedroia, get back here already! Come on, we miss you. Um, But we can also trace it back to uh, his Oriole days, basically, is what I was saying, uh, with him being not so uh, good of a guy. But when you're playing for L.A. in the postseason, things are a lot more pronounced. And when you're going into free agency, I don't think it's a good selling point that you're a player that doesn't hustle and a player that really doesn't have any sort of composure to play the game the right way, he's he, a few dirty plays. One of them in which he stepped on the the ankle of the first baseman Jesus Aguilar in the last series. He also he did it again. Him. This, yeah, he kicked. He, him.
1: St- he stepped on Pierce. He, he stepped he kicked, on, uh, yeah,
0: stepping on him, Aguilar. kicking him, doing all that stuff. And and I think the worst part was him telling the media that he just doesn't run hard that he do- he admitted that he doesn't hustle and that's just who he is. I cannot comprehend how a major league ball player can even fake it when asked by the media about his hustle. And then of course the rest of the series doesn't make any efforts to redeem himself for that. In what was it game 4, game 5, he he bangs a ball off the left field wall. Halfway up Two. the wall and to be
1: fair he would have been gunned at second it doesn't matter he took
0: 7.2 seconds to get to first base
1: really yeah oh i didn't see that Uh, yeah that's bad
0: that's not what you do you you take a hard turn if you're gonna get thrown out this is the the baseball player in me talking right now and this isn't any sort of you know like old school like you gotta you gotta grind out every single type of thing it's this is just how the game is at this level it's it's just accepted. You don't, you you run to first base regardless. You know, especially in the in the playoffs. It's it's unbelievable that he just doesn't care at all about his image, and even if that's the only reason you hustle, that that's doesn't matter as long as you get there. So Manny Machado, please stay away from the Yankees. Please stay away from any other good contending team who really just doesn't. Deserve that kind of headache, because you're gonna be a free agent who's looking for a huge payday. You know, in the prime of his career, you're not doing yourself any favors by pulling that kind of crap in the playoffs. Yeah, and he
1: also—I mean—he had a very inconsistent performance in the postseason.
0: Well, he's Uh, a great—he's a great baseball player. Nobody's gonna deny that. But he's also incredibly selfish. And has just a terrible attitude about the game, and that's something oh, yeah. that and you can't really expect to change. You know, just like that, he's he's got to have.
1: The, and the thing is, it really showed on a team like the Dodgers, who, um, you know, I've, all of the players there have really kind of bought into the to the team aspect of of uh of its its you know, one for all, all for one. Um, it a team that is managed Yasiel Puig's. Um, I wouldn't say te- temperament, but just kind of you know his ex- ex- exuberance and overexcitement at times. Um, and when he, you look bigger than a team that isn't about guys being bigger than the team. Um, it's it's not a good look, and especially compared when Dodger fans know how Corey Seager is. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want a guy like there's, that looking. There's...
0: I, I think I understand what you're saying in, in that, you know, it really does have to be a 100% team effort. The, that's what they've—the announcers, everybody that can look at the Red Sox and say this is a team f- from top to bottom, player 1 through 25 on the roster, is going to do their job and and contribute however they can. That was the case the whole postseason. It's the reason Steve Pearce is the MVP. It's the reason Brock Holt hit for the cycle. It's the reason Nathan Uvalde threw seven shutout innings in relief in an 18-inning game, which we didn't even have really much time to talk about. And that was the probably the craziest game of this World Series. Um, it was the longest one for sure, longest game of all time in the postseason, seven hours and 20 minutes. 18 innings long. Nathan Uvalde is the reason that game got to that point, and so is Ian Kinsler for different reasons. But we we won't talk about that really. <laughs> but um, it's these are the the players. That same game, Eduardo Nunez got taken out like four times going around the base paths, or on in in one inning basically, ended up on his on his back or on his belly, given it his all, and that's that's the kind of effort that you need to ask for from. 25 players on the best team in baseball, and if you don't have 25 guys that are doing that, well, guess what? You're not going to be the best team in baseball. I guess you can be the second best team, is what we learned from that. Um, Yeah,
1: but I mean, the 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 thing is, is that going going back to to this hustling thing, I mean, we all kind of understand guys' name will be don't you know sprint out every ground ball, but nobody says that's not me. No, yeah, um, I don't care. You
0: don't you don't tell that to the media. You don't, you don't you don't you don't verbalize it. You're a role model. You can't do that. Exactly. It's and, ridiculous.
1: And and we're not saying you have to sprint out through your position, sprint everywhere you go. You can run ninety percent to first base.
0: You know what? That's <laughs> and, it is what I want to say though, because it's it's what you tell it's it's what you tell kids, it's what you tell people is playing the game the right way. It's it's just about the word hustle really, I, I really haven't heard it in any other sport other than baseball. I'm going to be honest. Nobody says yeah. you got to hustle in any other sport. But it's so true. And even if it's parroted to the point of being obnoxious by coaches and and parents and whoever else that you, you don't want to hear it from, if that, if that doesn't sound like your brand of baseball, that's just what it is. And if it looks like major league players aren't, well, they are. They play every single day, and if their bodies physically, you know, don't allow them to do that every single day, that's exactly how it goes. You know, in the middle of August, you're not gonna run 100% on a ground ball because it's, it's almost physically impossible at that point. But the I'm I'm going off on a tangent here. The point is, nobody pay Manny Machado, please. Nothing would make me happier. Um, <laughs> So yeah we I think that's gonna be about where we wrap things up for today there was a lot more that we could have talked about with this uh, this World Series and this this playoff run for the Red Sox but you know just one more time congratulations to this team you know I I'm a Yankees fan I'm supposed to not like the Red Sox I'm gonna be honest they were one of the most fun teams to watch this year I there's so many players on the Red Sox that I love to watch, and that Mookie Betts is one of my favorite players in baseball. And even though he didn't really have a big presence in this World Series and this playoffs really altogether, um, you know, it's it just really shows how how deep of a team this is. And um, yeah, who knows? We'll we'll see what happens in the offseason going forward. Like I said, we'll podcast about free agency. And preview all of that. So, thank you everybody for joining us today on this one. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. And make sure you check out our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com, and connect with us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, really, is the best place to do that at beattheshiftbp. We want to hear what you have to say. So, that is going to do it for today. Thank you one last time, as always, Ray.
1: Peace.